You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. Welcome to the exciting world of the movies. Boo and Goat in the movie graveyard. We had to dig deep for this one, 1995 <laughs> to be exact. We are going to be discussing today what I think is like a little known gem. Like I really don't hear anybody ever talk about this movie, but I was like all about it from as soon as it came out. I was very excited about it. Talk about why in a minute. I didn't even know about it. <laughs> you never even heard about this movie? No. Yeah. I mean, I don't... I'm honestly not familiar at all with any of Johnny Depp's uh, filmography, except for like the obvious recent ghost face roles. <laughs> yeah. But, um, so yeah, I didn't even know about this one. So yeah, so, um, I was pretty much on the, onto the Deppster from 21 Jump Street, <laughs> so I was seeing all his movies pretty much as they came out, and this is kind of like actually one of his early ones. But, uh, yeah, we're talking about Nick of Time, the uh, tense suspense thriller directed by John Badham. We're going to get rolling here. I have it on the newly released Blu-ray. just came out a couple of months ago. I have it at the 14-second mark. I'm not sure if you're following along with the DVD or some other recording. But we got a pause where it's the Paramount logo and uh, where all the words are up. It says Paramount, a Viacom company, which I believe it still is a Viacom company. But, uh... This is a particularly colorful version of the Paramount Mountain logo. It's uh, much more colorful than the one that they used in the 80s. But, uh, yeah, so we got it at 14 seconds, Paramount Viacom Company. I'm going to say one, two, three, go. And if you'd like to follow along with your disc at home, please hit play when you hear me say the word go. All right, everybody, buckle up. You got your watches strapped on tight? One, two, three, go. All right, we are rolling. So, like, pretty much right off the bat, we're going to get, like, a montage of, like, creepy clocks and inner workings. Because this movie is literally all about time. Um, The reason I was excited to see this when it came out, uh, I can't remember if it was, like, HBO First Look or E or something. But I saw something that was basically promoting this movie right before it came out. And it talked all about it being a real-time thriller, which... I meant to look it up, but I don't know who originated that, but it's it's an old suspense kind of trick of filmmaking, whereas uh, by real time, what they mean is like, so if you have 80 minutes left in the runtime of the picture, there's no time jumps forward, just everything is taking place in real time, so everything you see is like, you know, the whole movie, uh, after like the first maybe 10 minutes, yeah, this is only, this movie's a little under 90 minutes. About 88, 89 minutes, and uh, pretty much after the first 10 minutes, you know, you're just, like, following the characters, like, beat by beat, like, minute by minute. Like, no no time really passes, you know, quickly. It's not like you cut to this and cut to that. It's, like, pretty much just following Johnny Depp and, like, you know, everything else that's going on as he's running around. But, yeah, this is a cool opening sequence. Like, um, I'm sure it's meant to, uh, you know, harken back to, like, Hitchcock days, but it reminded me of a lot of, like, the early... Um, Dario Argento opening sequences with the close-ups, like you're getting close-ups of a gun and a, and the inner workings of a clock, 
And the bullets here. It's very cool. Like, I don't know if these were... The gun in particular looks like it might have been, like, an oversized prop that they built. But it could have just been, like, a really good lens that they're able to zoom in on. But, yeah. So, um, this is a complete coincidence. Um, I should say, like I said, like, I've been a fan of this movie, like, since it came out. i only seen it maybe, like, one other time since the theater, like, on cable or something. And, uh, yeah, when I found out the Blu-ray was going to be announced, which, by the way, for all you Blu-ray collectors, um, Paramount has opened the vaults. I don't know what's going on. I guess they just got to make some, like, actual money now that they launched a streaming service and are, like, you know, losing billions. They Like, all of a sudden, like, they are the studio that never cared about releasing their movies on Blu-ray. And they released, especially their older films, um, they released more on, like, the last, like, well, really since the pandemic, but really, like, the last year and a half they released more blu-rays than they have in the like the whole 20 years that blu-ray's been out so it's pretty crazy so when this was announced i mean i was through the roof and i got it you know i was like one of those pre-order guys got it the like the day it came out in the mail and been meaning to watch it and it's just co- complete coincidence we've been watching some of johnny depp's uh movies lately and uh we actually watched this on my birthday, like a week ago, and it's a complete coincidence, but today, when we're recording this, is actually Johnny Depp's birthday, <laughs> which by the time I edit this tonight and upload, it'll be, you know, tomorrow, so it won't be his birthday anymore, but I guess we're kind of celebrating, we celebrated my birthday with this movie, and now we're yeah. celebrating Johnny Depp's birthday. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so here we, here we go, it's uh, Gene Watson is Johnny Depp's character, he's a young guy. Uh, he, we don't know much about him at this point in the movie. He's just on a train with his young daughter, Amtrak train. They're watching the little girl be traumatized of watching homeless people beat each other. Yeah, like talk about like really foretelling the future. They're rolling in LA and all they see is like all the homeless people outside fighting, beat each other up, living in trash and shit. So like, yeah, so like, I just love how classic this movie opens with the train station. And here you get a scene of, um, Christopher Walken and his uh, female lackey, his partner. And you really don't know, like, what's going on at this point in time, but, like, they're just watching people get off the trains, and they're looking for somebody. Yeah, it looks like they're, like, good good guys. Like, it looks like they're cops looking for bad guys. Yeah. (laughs) And we even get some early villains here. Like, you don't know, like, oh, who are they looking for? Because there's, like, some... It's very 90s. This movie came out in 95. It's, there's some very uh, hoodlums on some rollerblades, and they're flying around the train station. They're, like These are almost like some bad guys you would see in like Batman Forever or Batman and Robin or something at this time. And uh, like, are, it's like, are they looking for criminals? Like You don't know because, like, yeah, walking in this lady, they're just like cops, which maybe they are, maybe they aren't. That's part of the mystery of the movie. But, um, yeah, they're like trying to find people out of the crowd to do something for them and uh yeah they obviously you know because he's the star of the movie they end up picking johnny depp but we'll get to that in a second here but yeah but it's interesting how they're looking through the crowd and like looking at the relationship between like the people together because they're trying to find somebody i guess preferably a male i guess that yeah would, you know that cares a lot about their companion yeah to the point where that's how they decide like who they're gonna choose or at this point you don't know what they're looking for but you know it decides when they find the person that they're looking for so to speak yeah and it's kind of funny because like 
you think they would immediately just be looking for somebody because early on like they're pretty much pointing out like all these like married couples or you know romantic couples like you think they would have picked out somebody with a kid first of you know first but um but no there's really like nobody else running around this train station with a kid until Johnny Depp shows up and you uh, see this couple he thinks he found the couple that he's looking for yeah like it's a young couple that's basically just like sucking face <laughs> Yeah, the and the little girl, she's so funny. Yeah, and like they get close up and walking, hears them talking. He can tell they're foreign. That like that's not gonna work. They need some people who speak English. <laughs> I thought this conversation was strange. Though he was having this conversation with the little girl. <laughs> yeah, this, we'll get into it. But this movie is like very old fashioned, and it has some strange dialogue in it. But uh, he he talks to her about the people sucking face right next to them. And he's like, oh, didn't you ever see me and your mommy kiss like that? And she's like, no. And the little girl's like, no. How yeah. did you see us kiss? Like, what a weird question. Like, what is, what is he, what is she supposed to do? Like, kiss him? Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's so strange. I think that was meant to be like a little humor at the beginning of the movie. I know, but it was just, it was a strange conversation. So, yeah, so, like, Johnny Depp at this point, we looked it up the other day, like, he hadn't done that many movies, like, he kind of springboarded off Jump Street, obviously, like, you know, in the early 80s, he did, like, Private Resort and Nightmare on Elm Street, but those were, like, really, you know, low-budget movies, small, smaller roles for him, um, but, like, yeah, he came off Jump Street in, like, 90, and he had Edward Scissorhands, that was kind of, like, his big breakout film role, and then he did a lot of movies that were, like... Like, they did pretty well, but, like, I don't know, like, like they weren't, like, mega hits. So, like, this is really only, like, maybe the fourth, fifth, maybe sixth movie that Johnny Depp ever starred in. This is weird, too, how, like, the guy's, like, picking on the little girl. There's, like, a lot of weird things that happen in this movie. It's like, why would he care about her? <laughs> well, the true? guy on the rollerblades, he, yeah, he wants to steal the little girl's teddy bear. And he's like, come on, man, I just want the teddy. Come on, let me I rob the little girl. I just want to harass her. <laughs> yeah. Leave me alone. Let me do it. <laughs> and Johnny Depp shows heroism by uh, knocking over a, a trash can um, ashtray thing. It makes all the rollerblade guys like crash. So, and then when Walken sees that, you can see immediately he's like, "That's it. That's the guy right there." <laughs> but like, I kind of like felt it like at the time, like, even this movie came out because movies in the '90s were a lot more like bigger. Uh, like uh, over the top, I guess you would say, more expressive. So, like in, in the '90s, were really the decade of like crazy cameras and editing and shit movies. But like even then, like yeah, like I really like the style of this movie, and it's like it's like if you look at it, it's cut more like modern movies with like a lot of fast cuts and cutting back and forth. Like there's not a lot of um, kind of like still camera shots and stuff, which is interesting because this is actually a director who. Had, at this point been around for quite a while John Badham he had a bunch of big hit movies starting in the late 70s he did Saturday Night Fever then he did Dracula with Frank Langella and then he had more hits with like War Games and uh, Blue Thunder and uh, Short Circuit so yeah like I don't know like I just John Badham's like somebody whose name I kind of always like remembered like always being on a bunch of movies but I didn't realize like how many movies he did that I was, like, really a fan of. And unfortunately, I think this is, like, his second to last 
theatrically released movie. He did one after this a couple years after this called Incognito with Jason Patrick, which I have heard of, but I, I don't really remember when it came out and I never saw it. But um yeah, I just think he's an awesome director and especially with this movie, it's real obvious that this was meant to be like a homage to Hitchcock and the old fashioned kind of suspense thrillers and like a some movies are like really a slow burn, but what I love about it with that um with that kind of time gimmick, you know, real time going on, like it, it always, this movie always felt to me like a bad nightmare, like the bad dream that you can't wake up from. So here's pretty much the premise is laid out. They, they show him Johnny Depp, um, their badges and say they need him to, uh, you know, come with them. And, uh, yeah, basically walking gives him a gun and gives him an envelope and tells him he has to, go he starts whacking him in the knee with the pistol he tells him you have to go across the street to where this big hotel is and you got to kill somebody for us or else we're going to murder your daughter so that like it's 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 like and he like is jacked up from that the whole time yeah like they even show he pulls his pants up later and like his knees all bloody and shit but um what would you say about like especially with the the career that Johnny Depp went on to have after this with more and more kind of Tim Burton collaborations and stuff where he was playing more theatrical characters and over the top characters I always like this movie it always stand out to me like, like as a Johnny Depp fan like um I always like this as one of his more like straight man roles like more like an everyday type guy roles which he after a certain point he didn't play it like really that much yeah yeah, this was kind of strange for me to watch because, like I said, I'm just used to his, like, over-the-top costume characters. So, like, I don't know if it was because of that that I'm so used to, like, I don't know, it's weird. I know that, like, the characters he mo- usually do- does now are, like, you know, over-the-top characters. But in this, even though he's supposed to be, like, maybe he was always he was always destined to do roles like that because I felt like in this, like... So many of his expressions were so like over the top, <laughs> like yeah. like when he gets hit with in the leg. Like I know obviously that's gonna hurt you, but he just plays the emotions like very like over dramatically. That it, it was kind of funny to me sometimes, where I was kind of like, oh, he's acting funny. <laughs> like so, like I don't know. It was strange for me to see him acting like a normal guy, like. Yeah, like, 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 like you thought um, Johnny Depp was like, his, like, like you really weren't kind of like, like, sure what to think about his performance, like how good it was or wasn't. <laughs> but like, I just feel like this movie is like everything about it is so over the top. From like the, um, from like the acting with like Christopher Walken and just like you know the stuff he has to do and the camera angles are like real exaggerated and everything. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, like even like shots like this, like where they put the camera like right next to his face and stuff to show that, like, it's a very big, I don't know what you could, it's like a big expressive, uh, it's funny. Cause it's like, I don't, I might, I think I probably noticed that when we watched it the first time, but like, 
You know how whenever I'm watching, like, the movies on TV and you're just like, oh, it's zoomed in because they, like, cut it or whatever. How, whatever yeah, where they take widescreen movies and yeah, they don't want to show them. That's what this looks letter. like. <laughs> yeah, just, it like, does. It's like, right now I just realized that, like, that's what it feels like because everything is close, filmed close up and all that. Well, it's, yeah, like, there's a lot of, like, really kind of um, extreme close-ups on faces, which is, like, you kind of see more now because, like, they shoot TV shows and stuff to be watched on iPhones and everything. <laughs> like, Power Rangers. <laughs> yeah, but like, um, I love that the little girl loves Power Rangers. Yeah, talk about like the perfect time capsule too, right? <laughs> like, like this movie came out like '95. Like, I'm sure they filmed it around '94 sometime. <laughs> but um, yeah, like uh, the lady tells the the little girl, "Your daddy's gonna be a hero," and she's like, "Like Power Rangers?" And she's like, "Yeah, just like Power Rangers." <laughs> <laughs> now this is a very kind of old not I don't know if old timey but it, it was very traditional at the time to always wet down the sidewalks everywhere in movies and they would always do it at night to make the night like shiny but this is one of the few movies I, I can think of where it's like real obvious just during the daytime they just watered everything down you don't think they did it as a form of lighting well yeah like I think to make the sunlight and everything bounce back up because yeah. like this part where they're outside the train station it's like very bright like it, it's not like now where they can digitally like mess with stuff yeah. and make everything all orange or whatever but like, yeah I think they were trying to make it like this part like the most bright but you can kind of on that one shot you can kind of see down the street and you can see the like the kind of like the line where like the wetness stopped kind of that part where, like, he turns around and the van is gone, like, that's part, that sucks, man. Like, you have no control on, like, these people just, like, stole your daughter. It's like, oh, my God. Yeah. And then this, that, yeah, this, I'm probably going to bring it up eventually, but this, too, like, what, it was kind of one of the things that I was thinking was over the top as well. It was just, like, freaking Christopher Walken's character is just, like, constantly popping up everywhere and it was so like I like so many times I just wanted to be like that looks like green screen no I don't think it is I just think the I think the reason it looks like that is they have a light bouncing like right off their faces yeah. right there there were so many times where I was just like dude if you want this done do it yourself cause like he would constantly keep popping up and popping up, and I was just like, leave him alone to do it if you want him to do it. So I was like, that was the first time that he pops up like that when he starts trying to talk to the cop. Yeah. He starts walking to the cop, and then he's just there all of a sudden. I think that was <laughs> Even like... Even though he had disappeared with the van. <laughs> I think that was like a scary one-two punch of like how he turns around, the van is gone, his daughter's gone. And then like as soon as he sees like the first cop, he goes up to talk to him, and then like walk and just like pops up behind them yeah. like i like I, th I think it's good and like here during the the cab part too like a lot of the camera work and when they show him close up sweating and everything like like you can tell like this is very kind of like hitchcock over the top like i just missed kind of old movies that were like showed like that like like the filmmaking like how we always talk about now they do that corny shit now where they try to make you feel like you're in the movie by always shaking the camera mm. whereas i feel like this was like the real approach to that where it's like instead of like shaking the camera to be like oh you're running down the street too it's instead it's just more like focusing on the emotion of everything yeah like you really feel like right now he's like so confused and like trying to figure out what to do and like the guy's trying to talk to him and you kind of want to be like say something or like <laughs> i don't <Yeah>. know like <laughs> 
it's so like I don't know you totally feel like how you know he has no control over the situation yeah like like the panic is really set in yeah. that he's like 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 at this point he's really not thinking like oh I'm gonna go kill somebody for them like he's kind of trying to figure out like how real is this and I gotta say like that was one of the things that I thought was cool about it you know like early on because we should say this is like a conspiracy film as well which but he decides to try and tell him and like the, then the van goes <laughs> it's yeah. like they always pop up everywhere it's like how does he know what he's about to do in the car like it's so funny <laughs> Yeah, this is a great shot Here too. Oh, like watching walk, you, walk. yeah, walking straight. That's another the thing. Christopher Walken is so Christopher Walken in this movie. <laughs> yeah, he's. I mean, he's coming straight off Pulp Fiction speech of <laughs> "I kept this watch off up my ass for eight years for you," and he's really like this. Like, if you want to see Christopher Walken be Christopher Walken, <laughs> like, like. I feel like Christopher Walken went, like, full Walken way before Al Pacino became hoo-ha Al Pacino, you know what I mean? Like, Walken was, like, the original hoo-ha, but it was just great, because it was just, like, I think he kind of... There he is on the back. Yeah. He's, like, just constantly there. But I think I feel like movies now, because cause you're kind of, like, realistically... There's so many moments of these where it's just, like, he tries so hard to pass a message and, like, it just fails. Yeah, everybody he meets, he's trying to get to help him or get word to the cops or do whatever. <laughs> and it's just really hard because it's, like, you can't go out... You know, he can't talk to anybody for too long. He can't really do much or else, you know... Christopher Walken will pop up. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like that. And, like, nobody's really, like, wanting to help him, too. But, um, I don't know. Like, I just think it's cool because, like, when you watch this movie, especially when you see it for the first time, like, you wonder, like, is this, like, 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 are they serious? Would they really kill his daughter if he doesn't do this? And it's just, like, I like it how it just keeps kind of, like, ratcheting up a notch, like, where you find out as time goes on that they are serious and, like, these, you know, because it's, like... I feel like the the inclination would be like, well, if you want to kill somebody so bad, why don't you just do it? So, like, you must just be trying to pressure me to murder somebody for you because you can't really do it. But that's really not the case. Yeah. There's really a reason why they need, like, a person to kind of, an outside person to do it and take the fall. I and mean, the whole thing is just like, yeah, he's supposed to do the assassination for sure, but it, the whole thing is a setup. No, I always thought this hotel was, like, really awesome. And I've seen the outside of it, uh, like I was telling you the other night, I've seen the outside of this hotel, like, on, like, L.A. movies, like, city shots a lot. But I've never seen the inside, and the inside is, like, really great. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, like, this is what I mean about this movie being, like, when I say over the top, I don't mean, like, shitty over the top. I mean just, like, big, bold, expressive movie, like, he looks up, he sees them unveil this giant banner of the the governor. Yeah, that's what I mean. They get the triple take shot, and then he pulls open the envelope, and he's like, oh shit, I'm supposed to go here and assassinate the governor. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. It's pretty awesome. And then and the like, walk. come on, you gotta come kill her, come on. <laughs> I, f- I mean, not like they could have ever like afforded him, but I feel like... Christopher Walken would have been an awesome Freddy Krueger because he just like pops up nonstop. But like there was also the very first thing that I saw, this guy's gonna become important in this movie. Yeah, the the little uh, I don't he's not a janitor, but the little guy the lobby, keeps right? up the lobby. Yeah, 
Um, the first thing that I saw that I was going to say was so walk-in, like, at first was uh, when they were still in the van. He was, like, giving him the gun. And he, like, like flipped the gun to, like, I don't know what the gun parts are called. <laughs> like, when he was, like, Yeah, where you put the, the bullets bear, in. Like, yeah. whatever you call it. Yeah, like, he, like, flicked it. And it was, like, that's so walk-in. Like, you didn't even have to see his face to know that was so walk-in. <laughs> yeah. Like, he had, like, that movement, like, how walking always dances. Like, yeah. like, a lot of people don't know, like, walking loves He had being... his left hand was all yeah. out to, like, all, um, like, flimsy, and then his right hand was, like, handling the thing. It was funny. <laughs> and, like, you know, re- kind of re-watching this movie again, and also, you know, watching it in high def, or whatever, it's just, like... Because, I mean, I mean, I know this is, like, an older movie. This movie's, like, whatever it is, 25 years old, I guess, at this point. But, um, you just, like, you watch it, and you're like, holy shit, like, and I guess, too, obviously, because I was, I was real young when this came out, too, I was still a teenager, but, like, you look at Johnny Depp, and you look at Christopher Walken, you're like, fuck, they're so young in this movie, both of them, even Walken, like, he's really not that old in this movie. Yeah. It's just weird how time goes by, and, like, as you age, like... You know, you look back and you're like, well, shit, like, I was looking at these people like they're grown-ups, and then, like, <laughs> now I look at Johnny Depp, and I'm like, was he even old enough to play the dad here? And I'm like, oh, I guess he was. The daughter's only, like, six or seven years old. I guess he could have been, you know. I, by the way, see this kind of, like, halo lighting that, like, he's walking down the stairs? Like, like I miss that lighting in movies where, like, the, the overhead light was very bright, and it would kind of come down and, like, bounce off things and kind of make that halo effect. But it looks more like it's coming in through the like the windows that are up there. Yeah, I mean it's it's meant to be the sunlight. Now here here we get some um, Asian tourists, I guess, <laughs> that are uh, videotaping everything that goes on. Oh, it's kind it's kind of it's kind of cool um, that that kind of gets worked into the. You know, oh, conspiracy. One of our contributors let him in. Oh. Yeah, they gave Johnny Depp a special badge to like wear, like a name tag badge um, that you know identifies him as like a big contributor to uh, the governor's campaign here. What is she holding in her hand? <laughs> that was like one of those little mini computers at the time. It was like a personal assistant. They used to call them like PDAs or whatever. I thought a PDA was a. Almost like a cell phone. I mean, it, it kind of was, but it was this just like guy. a basic computer. Yeah, Ooh. Johnny Depp get, is able to get into the elevator oh with the God. governor. He's so nervous in this scene. See, this is what I mean. Like, I love the close-up of him when he's like all sweating. Like, like, like just the way he's kind of frozen in fear there, and he's trying to talk, and he's all sweaty, and he's all jumbling his words, like... I don't know, like, that's why I think it's, like, you know, not only good filmmaking style of the movie, but also a good performance by Johnny Depp. Oh my God. <laughs> like, you feel, I feel like, yeah. like, like, I feel so claustrophobic in this elevator scene. Like, you feel what he's feeling, you know what I mean? <laughs> and, you know, there's, like, there's, like, like, the governor has, like, a security guy there, clearly, like, an armed guard guy. So, like, there's that. And oh, my God. <laughs> he's kind of looking at those suspiciously. Jeez. I wonder why nobody was ever like, why are you so sweaty? <laughs> well, well, yeah, the lady, oh, the, yeah, the assistant does, does notice him. it, yeah. She asks. And I think they even ask her now, is like, ask him if, like, everything's okay. Oh, my God. Yeah. I think this is harder to watch without sound. Because <laughs> yeah. you feel the tension more without the sound. You, like, when you're, you're not hearing the words, too, you're just looking at their faces. 
Yeah. And too, the, the filmmaking itself, like it actually, it could totally be a silent film, like, and you'd still get like the point of like what's going on. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of which, I just I knew he was working on a new movie, but I just heard um, John Woo has a new action movie coming out. And it's a it's a completely uh, movie with like no dialogue. Wow. Yeah. So I, I'm wondering if it's going to be like this, where you're just focusing on the looks of people's faces a lot. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like like this scene too is great when like they get off the elevator and then it's just walking in depth in the elevator. And uh, he asks him like, "How come you didn't shoot her?" And he says, "Well, I didn't load the gun yet." And Walken like punches him like. Just that scene is so powerful when Walken's like screaming in Johnny Depp's face yeah. like that. I think these are kind of like optical effect shots here with the reflections, but I like those shots of, uh, you know, the the elevator glass reflecting on their faces. Oh the good poor guy's ties all disheveled. Johnny Depp looked like the most like normal guy at the beginning of this movie, and like now he's sweating. He looks like he's about to have diarrhea in his pants. <laughs> He's acting on, like, he's, he's trained. got Edward hair. Yeah, I was going to say, like, well, yeah, Edward from Twilight, but, like, I was going to say, like, he's starting to look like Edward Scissorhands now. He's turning all pale, and, like, he's all upset. Oh, see, I thought this was fu- this was interesting, too, how, like, he saw the guy with the camera, and he just walked away real quick. Yeah. And, like, at first, I was like, why did he do that? That was strange, and then, like, you learn later on. Yeah, the Asian tourist, the, the guy with the video camera, which is pretty nice. It's a high video camera. It's a pretty nice video camera. But he keeps, he's, first he was filming the governor, now he's filming Johnny Depp. You're like, why, what? Because they had, like, 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 that's the kind of the first hint of paranoia with the people recording him. And it turns out they are in on the conspiracy, obviously. But, yeah, it's more than just this lady and Christopher Walken putting Johnny Depp up to this. Like, there is, like, a whole kind of thing. I like these scenes, too, where they just cut to the, the van outside with the, the daughter. Which, like, you think they would have took her to, like, a hideout or a lair. But, like, they really expected Johnny Depp to, like, just this normal guy to, like, waltz in there within 20 minutes and, like, kill the governor and, and like, leave or whatever. I know, that was another thing that I was kind of getting annoyed with walking because, like, the way he kept, like, even in the elevator when he was like, why didn't you do it right then and there? It was like, well, what was he supposed to do? There were so many people in there and, like, yeah. he was going to just shoot her and then everybody else was going to be alive still? I mean, like, what was he supposed to do? Well, well that that's kind of the whole fuck thing of it is there's no, for Johnny Depp, there's no, like, really escape route for him. Because, like, they give him this itinerary of all these events at the governor. Like, like they, like they, it's not like they expect him to kill the governor and then they're going to help him get away. Like, no, they fully expect him to get caught and arrested and there's no way for him to really get away. And, like, like that's the kind of, like, screwed up thing for Johnny Depp, too. Is, like, what if he does shoot the governor, right? Like, they're probably just going to kill his daughter anyway. Because they're like, oh, if you don't kill the governor, we'll kill your daughter. But what? Why would they leave the daughter alive if she could possibly like why tell would the they police? Even leave him alive. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, he's just going to go to jail, and obviously nobody's going to believe his story. You know. I mean, more likely he would probably just get shot by the cops or security or something. But like, yeah. And then this poor guy gets sucked into it. But then he really helps him. <laughs> yeah, and like, here's the kind of thing: is like. Um, just to kill like a couple of minutes and calm down, Johnny Depp stops and gets a shoe shine. And this is uh, Charles S. Dutton, who I never knew a lot about this guy. Like, 
he just kind of popped up, I want to say, on Fox. There was a show called Rock, and it was, like, one of those sitcoms that was just very much about, like, a normal, everyday, blue-collar guy. I want to yeah. say it, it took place in Baltimore or something. And I want to say he was, like, a like a garbage man or something like that. Yeah. So, like, and then, and then once that show was on, I guess he started getting a little more notoriety, and he was in some movies for a little while and uh, he was really good uh, he 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 was really great actually in Alien 3 probably mm-hmm. gave one of the best probably the best performance in the movie besides Sigourney Weaver and then I I loved it in this movie and I can't remember which movie it was maybe it was like Low Down Dirty Shame or something but there was one movie where he played a villain too and he was like really fucking good but uh, but I think he's I think he's like a classically trained uh, theater actor and I love the character he plays in this one uh, he plays the guy who runs the shoe shine stand in the, uh, which is a very fancy. Sh- I've never seen a, a shoe shine stand as fancy as this one uh, in this hotel. But uh, yeah, and Johnny Depp's like whispering him, and Walken's watching him the whole time. And like, I I like the way they play this because like, at first he like it like, it's very hard to to you know make it believable. I guess that just this random guy working at this thing. And they mentioned, you know, he's a veteran, and, like, what's kind of challenging is Johnny Depp really has to kind of whisper to him, but the guy is, like, hard of hearing, because I guess he was in the war. Like, he's got to sign up. He's a disabled veteran. He's got a wooden leg. Um, I guess, you know, like, replacement leg. So, like, it's pretty cool that, like, somebody that, like, you're not expecting to really be able to do much, just this guy who's, like, working the shoe science stand, and, you know, he's hard of hearing and all that stuff. But he really ends up being the guy who, like, if he didn't help Johnny Depp, Johnny Depp would have been so screwed in this movie, you know what I mean? Yeah, he really, like, had a whole plan that he, like... Yeah, he puts a whole plan together. And again, like, that's kind of, like, the whole movie kind of larger than life. I I keep saying over the top, but it's not really over the top. This movie's larger than life, which... That's how movies were when I was growing up. Like, when I was a kid, like, my view of reality was so, like, skewered because I would watch movies and I would think that's how life was going to be when you grow up. And then you grow up and you realize just how boring and mundane life really is. (laughs) But this is one of those movies I like it in, like, a good way because it's, like, I don't know, it has that, what do you call it, suspension of disbelief. But, um, yeah, like, they have to play it cool. Like, he's just going back to the, uh, the shoe shine stand and reading magazine or whatever and like i don't know like he's trying to figure out if he'd like said anything yeah if he passed any information or passed a note or something and like this part they keep showing this like uh this lounge area this bar and like johnny depp kind of walks through and like they keep showing like the different drunks and shit in there and like one of them's like this reporter guy and i kind of like this too like i liked movies like this that were just always setting up like locations and people and like like you don't know like if anybody here is going to end up being important which they don't end up being but like it's like a reporter and a camera guy yeah and like they're killing time before the um the governor does her big speech later and stuff but well, it um, seems like they're attending all the events they just and every in between they just all meet there yeah they run down the bar and get a drink in between each i like this too where where johnny depp like he, like yeah uh, Charles S. Dutton told him, like, there's a side entr- exit you can, like, s- you know, sneak out of where, um, you know, Chris Walken can't see you. And, I like, I actually thought it was cool. Like, I like I would think this movie would be kind of more unbelievable if this scene didn't exist. And I thought this was a good 
tension scene, like Johnny Depp sneaks up on the van and he 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 slides open the door and he puts the gun in the lady's face, but she gives this whole speech and she shows that she has her gun uh, pointed in the the like the back of the the middle seat of the van and it's like right next to his daughter's head. And instead of just like her, like I thought it was really creepy the way this lady does this dialogue where she's like. Instead of being like, hey, back off, I could just shoot her in the head. He, you know, she does this whole spiel about like, oh, you don't know what kind of gun I have behind the seat, though. If it's this caliber, you know, maybe you'll like you not not go through the seat as clean or maybe. And then finally she gets she's like, but if I got a three stiff three, I'm sorry, three fifty seven Magnum, it will go through the seat, go through your daughter's head, go through the engine block, and then still go through and hit somebody down the street. Oh, is that what she said? Oh, yeah, she did say about going... Because I was going to say, doesn't she say something about it going to the next block or something? Yeah, like, go down the street and hit a pedestrian in the lake. Like, I thought that was, like, I don't know. Like, it, like it's a good, creepy, tension moment. Because it's, like... When, like, when you watch this scene, and, like, I mean, I haven't seen this movie a couple times before, so I, I knew, like, you know, what was going to happen, but, like, when you see this scene, like, you just want Johnny Depp to fucking shoot that lady in the face so bad. Yeah, I mean, he could. It's not like she'd have time to, like, even he just trigger. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to say, though. You can't take the chance. Like, like, I, and again, I mean, I guess only a... <laughs> she looks like she's really knocked out. Yeah, the little girl sleeping. I like this shot, too. It's a really good shot. You can see the elevator going up in the reflection. But, um... Yeah, walk, and walking gets really pissed off after this, after Johnny Depp tries to fucking... Isn't it funny how loose their, his suit is? Yeah, Johnny Depp's, Like, yeah. no man would ever be seen wearing that suit now. <laughs> yeah, no, you, you it have, to have to be so be, tight. Like, skin tight, showing or your cock and balls and everything. Which, which, which you say in that, like, just gave me this weird, like, visual. I was like, what if they remade this movie now with Harry Styles? How terrible it would be with all his little tight-ass suits that he wears. You see his little ankles. <laughs> yeah, his like, socks. No socks and his little slipper shoes. Oh my gosh, I can't stand what men think is uh, fashionable now. The fashionable. It's practically pajamas. The fashionable male. Now here, here, I thought the way this part played out was actually pretty cool. Yeah, so like he's going. Look up, at that guy in the behind him. Yeah, the guy's hair all like <laughs> blowing in the wheelchair. Yeah. <laughs> that was funny looking. He just disappeared. Yeah, like this is this is like the first part too. Like you, like he, like Johnny Depp kind of had a bad feeling when the Asian tourists were uh, recording him with their video camera. He was like, oh, maybe these people are in it. But it's like, it's still like the paranoia stage. Like, you don't really know for sure at this point. And like, we're, I mean, we still got a lot of movie to go, but what are we? Yeah, like, there's like less than an hour to go in the movie. And like, you still don't really know how big it's going to, you know, but this like, conspiracy just, just like, is. But like, when you see like the metal detector guys are there and it's just like, how is he going to get in? And like, he's just watching them. Yeah. And then this guy is like, oh, come here. And it's just like. He's how is he gonna get in? Like you're sitting here just totally like what in the world is going on? And then like you see what happens and it's just like oh yeah because he's got the gun in his pocket and they're doing the the metal detector wand on everybody and then this guy just pops out. I was like I'll take you right up here and he's kind of at the back of the line too. It's weird because it's not like this guy takes like the people at the front like he just tells Johnny Depp to come up here and like you see you see him he turns off the metal detector for a second. 
And then, like, he's, like, just waves him. And he's Johnny, like, what? Yeah, Johnny Depp's <laughs> like, are you serious? Like, what? Oh, my God. There's a guy with the crazy hair. Oh, yeah, there he is. <laughs> kind of reminds me of, like, E.T. or something. <laughs> he's just an old guy with, little, like, little bits little of hair. He reminds me of Baby Yoda. <laughs> yeah. With those little wispy hairs he has blowing in the wind. <laughs> yeah, that's what it looked like. John, Johnny Depp and Baby Yoda starring in Nick of Time, too. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh. And this again, like, ah. Yeah, Johnny Depp's trying to go to the head of security. Which, I don't even know why you would do that once the metal detector guy lets you through on purpose. <laughs> yeah. Like, you gotta, at this point, you gotta oh. assume everybody's in on it. Yeah, quit poking him. <laughs> yeah, like, that's another thing that's fun about it. Like, you really get to watch, like, Christopher Walken, like, bully the shit out of Johnny Depp. Mm. And I thought this was a great performance, too, by this actor, Bill Smitrovich, which he, he'd been in a ton of stuff before and since, but I always knew him. Uh, there was a drama show on when I was young called uh, Life Goes On, and uh, he played Corky's dad on Life Goes On. He's learning more and more how deep this conspiracy is going. Yeah, so he goes up to the governor's yeah. personal head of security or sheriff or whatever this guy is, and like the guy's like, yeah, I know you're going to shoot him or shoot the governor. Like, shut up and do it. And just like literally, like he can't trust anybody. And like, I mean, just he's like, oh my god, <laughs> just trying to get the cops or anybody to help you in the first part was like damn near impossible. <laughs> but now there's like, I feel like the movie gets like ten times even scarier now once you realize there's nowhere to go. That's funny how he's like, yeah, take one, take one. Yeah, Walken is eating through the whole movie. He was eating at the buffet in the bar, and now he's eating crackers and shit. Watch how many bites Walken gets out of this cracker, too. It's a Ritz cracker. One bite, he chews, he says some more. He doesn't even look like he's chewing it. It's, yeah, it it's just like, like rolling he's around. He gets some uh, Sunday mat- bread from Mass, like the, how you're not supposed to chew it. You're just supposed to let it soak in your mouth. <laughs> yeah. but, but watch, he's using this cracker. Watch, he's going to take another bite here in a second. Takes a second bite. He, but he's still got like three-fourths of a cracker left. And then like a second, he's just going to end up throwing it. Now, this, this is what's like... The, what's wrong with that? That's how I eat them. Just, he's <laughs> taking like the babyest bite. Oh, third bite? Then he he throws it. He throws the rest of the cracker like into the bushes or wherever. he's a cool guy. And he still has half the cracker left. Like the the tiniest... Who, how, who eats a cracker out of the tiniest baby bites like that? I do. You know that. Yeah, but come, in, come on. That was a very weird uh, speech that he gives Johnny Depp here, too, where he talks about his former partner, and he talks he talk about him being a Mick bastard and all this stuff. And he, tell, he talks he about... He talks about his it- Irish-Italian uh, yeah. partner. Yeah. <laughs> and he talks about how much he loves him, but then he got sloppy, so he, you know, he once he got the order to assassinate his partner, he did it, and he didn't think twice about it, and he says, now that's somebody I loved. Like, this is so hoo-ha walking. I love it. <laughs> It's like, that's somebody I love. Now, what do you think we're going to do with your little girl? Like, I don't know. Like, I just love it. Like, this is so fun. And, like, I kind of miss that, like, <laughs> movies like this don't really exist anymore where you just get, like, two lead actors who just kind of go back and forth like this through, like, the whole... gravy out of your little girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he calls them uh, Irish black cocksucker. I mean, just... Black Irish cocksucker. Yeah, it's just, like, <laughs> such crazy dialogue. So fun to watch. Christopher Walken has good skin, man. 
Yeah, I mean, even now when he's like way older, I mean, he looks like an older man now, but he's he still looks good for his age. He still looks like Christopher Walken. I'll put it that way. Come. And there comes the governor. And I can't know. I've seen this lady in a bunch a of stuff. Guy back there. I know. It looked like giant Abe Vigoda from Barney Miller. <laughs> and he makes me nervous how he's constantly grabbing at his pocket like that. Yeah, where the Somebody's gun is. See you. I know. But I'm telling you, like that's why I just think this movie is like. Like, I can't remember if I said it before, but, like, yeah, unfortunately this movie didn't do well. Like, according to Wikipedia, it had, like, a $30 million budget and only grossed, like, $8 million. Um, There's Tom Bradley. Yeah, Tom Bradley, <laughs> the, the former mayor. And we looked it up the other night. Like, uh, he was the mayor... For decades. For, like, almost, yeah, like, 20 years in Los Angeles. And uh, he just got out of office, like, right before they shot this movie. Like, maybe, like, a year before they shot this movie. So they got him to come and do a cameo playing the mayor in the movie that was one of the things i like i enjoyed about this movie was that like uh he's standing next to her assistant yeah he didn't realize it one of the things i enjoyed about this movie was the whole la vibe because like there was so much stuff in here that just like made me not so much homesick but just was so like oh my gosh that's so home because like yeah like at the beginning when they're like all that downtown area it's like i've driven through there so much in my life you know like for whatever reason whether my mom had to go there for some reason or you know when i was older for whatever reason and then like seeing the in the background of one of the shots like you could see the top of the one Wilshire building and it's like that one Wilshire thing was always like something you would see like driving on the freeway and stuff. Yeah. So it's just like so like crazy how like there were so many things that made me like that like it didn't really give me specific memories, but I just totally had like a feeling of home when I watched it. And then really I think what really set it off for me was seeing Tom Bradley because like yeah. When we watched it, you know, I don't know if you remember how I was like, oh, it's him. Like, I was so, like, he, like he's a movie star or something. Yeah. But it was like... But he was such, obviously, a, a recognizable public figure yeah, for like, the city. He was so a part of my childhood because, like, whenever we'd have any kind of, like, I don't know, like, obviously city-sponsored stuff, his picture would be on there. Yeah. And, like, that face, his face is so, like kind like i just remember that he has such a soft kind face so like when i saw him i immediately knew who he was like and i just remember back in the day i can't remember what it was but i remember having something where like his face was on it and it said like mayor of los angeles and it was like a black and white like real crappy picture but i could still tell was you could still see a smile Yeah, yeah so it was just like seeing him it was just kind of like the cherry on top of like oh my gosh this totally reminds me of like my life when i was a kid (laughs) yeah and just being back home especially because it's like an older style movie so like (laughs) yeah i enjoyed that part of it yeah this is an interesting part of the movie because he's he was taking the gun out of his pocket he actually because like once he realized all the security was working with walking and that there actually is a big conspiracy he was fi- like I feel like in this scene he was finally like damn it I gotta shoot the mayor and or, I mean sorry the governor and um, he was pulling the gun out of his pocket to do it and then her assistant just happened to be standing next to him and started talking to him mm-hmm. and then finally like this is like the first person he can convince to help him and um, yeah she like goes to like take him um, upstairs 
to uh, go talk to the governor's husband because obviously the governor's husband's not going to be part of the conspiracy, yeah. right? And like I thought this was interesting too. Is uh, she's she's like, oh, you have a gun pointed at me, whatever. And then like, yeah, he's like, okay, I'll give you the gun. Do you trust me now? Mm-hmm. And then like finally, she she that's when she starts believing him yeah. that there's this whole plot to kill the governor. They can't find him. They don't know where he went. <laughs> Yeah, and she says, you know, we have enough time because the speech, I know exactly how long it is. We have enough time if we go now to go tell the, you know, the governor's husband. And Look, then... she's making a speech about carrying guns to school. How fucking crazy is that? Yeah, like how crazy is it? Uh... Back in the 90s. No, yeah, the mid 90s. Oh, it's still like. And we still haven't fixed it. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like this is where Johnny Depp made his biggest mistake, though, was, is he, why does he stand (laughs) in the elevator looking out, like, so Walken can see him, like, if he just would have had his back to, like, the outside of the elevator, they might not have been able to tell it was him, you know what I mean? But now they, they're clearly on to him, they're like, and Walken's telling the other uh, head of security guy, like, we gotta get there. if they didn't see him, the movie wouldn't progress. I know, I know. (laughs) That's the really, like, only, I thought that too when we were watching it the other night, that's the only kind of, like... Um, what do you call it? Convenient moment, I guess you could say. But this is like where the movie really gets crazy, and um, they they go and tell her husband, and he's like in disbelief and can't believe it and whatever. And her husband is up there talking to her like you're supposed to believe he's like a big donor guy, like that's how they explain who he is. Um, I want to say this guy's name is like G D Spradlin. I looked him up. He was a very classic actor. This older gentleman. It's very hard to tell what this guy's saying in the well, whole now movie. Well, we'll know with the caption. That is true. We, sh- <laughs> we have the captions. But uh, oh he just has like such a like an old Buddy Epson type voice. Yeah, we were. I, I couldn't understand anything he was saying. Yeah. He kind of talks like He kind of just talks like that. But uh, but I mean, he's a minor character though. But yeah, Gloria Rubin played the assistant. Like, I was really surprised. You know, I've seen this movie a couple times, but it it was, you know, so long ago or whatever that I didn't remember what happened to her character. But she was a pretty popular actress at the time. I want to say she was on ER. And then she co-starred, like, had a big role in um, the movie Time Cop with Van Damme, which came out, like, right before this. And uh, yeah, I was surprised. Like, she, she totally just gets, like, whacked here. Oh, this part. <laughs> yeah, like this is the nightmare uh, coming true. All of a sudden, walking comes in, uh, and like, like, oh my god! It, like, it, it turns out everybody actually knows walking. He just grabs a pillow and the gun. And he goes like right up to her and shoots her in the stomach, kills mm-hmm. her. Yeah. Like you gotta admit, walking's good here. How uh, scary he is! Jesus. Like that slow motion of her falling <laughs> to the ground. Like, it's just like classic filmmaking. I love it. I, I, like I miss that kind of thing in movies. And now, like, yeah, we find out how big the conspiracy is. Even her husband, obviously, is in on it. Everybody, even that guy. Yeah, and, like, basically, with the dialogue here, and kind of what unravels a little more down the line here, is Mm. basically what happened with the governor... Oh, yeah, 
This is when Walking's hair starts coming to life. Yeah, Walking, you realize how long <laughs> ass his hair is. Like, it unravels. It's, a, it's almost like uh, Trump's hair when it blows oh. in the wind. It gets, like, super long. See, like, this part was, like, when I first watched it, I was like, he's acting so funny, like, the way he's joking out. <laughs> well, it's like, yeah, it's like he's going cross-eyed and shit. So, like, yeah, Christopher Walken is choking Johnny Depp. Do it. And so now we go into this weird oh. dream sequence. Where Johnny Depp grabs the gun and he, oh, yeah. it's awesome. He shoots walking in the cheek. Well, and now I get, now I can brain see when up. this this starts. Because at first I was like, when did like what made him like start having this uh, fantasy sequence? Yeah, it becomes like a lethal weapon movie all of a sudden. Johnny Depp, he's got the gun, and if you notice, I was too, getting all excited and everything. Yeah. <laughs> Like he blows walking away, blows the security oh. guy away. He's killing, he's killing all the guards, and then walking comes back as a zombie. <laughs> like he's his face is blown off, and like this is awesome. And when he grabs Johnny Depp and he takes him to the railing, he throws him out into the, like like whatever it is, like ten stories on the lobby. This is awesome, and that part was always in the trailer too, which is like such a a fake out moment. <laughs> this is pure Hitchcock here with the spiraling thing and Johnny Depp falling down. Yeah. Yeah, spinning. this is just awesome. Like, th- like that is like an awesome, like whatever it is, minute and a half of filmmaking. And he even sees his daughter in the elevator going down. And then we cut to he actually is just passed out because literally walking choked him out. So like, and it's kind of cool too because like I was telling you what's great about that moment. Like you kind of know it's like fake and over the top because like, first of all, Johnny Depp shoots too many times. That's kind of like the clue even before zombie walking pops up. Like, the gun wouldn't have that many bullets, you know what I mean? Mm. Um, But, like, yeah, it's just a great fake-out moment because I was telling you the other night, it it happens late enough in the movie, like, you're watching the movie for an hour, like, it seems plausible that, like, all hell could break loose now, you know what I mean? And, like, more shit could happen. But then it turns out, like, no, like, they just choked him out. You know, he like, that was a nightmare he kind of had. I mean, it's a film. It's a it's a cheap filmmaking trick, but I think it's fucking awesome. I like, didn't like it. I felt duped. <laughs> you felt like they tricked you to it. You're like, oh. I was all excited. I was like, yeah, he's being badass now. And then, yeah. he, and then he just and then they just showed him pass out. I was like, ah oh, man, that sucked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I didn't seriously feel duped, but like, yeah. I mean, kind. Of, I did, but I'm not. I'm not mad about it. But yeah. it just. Um, I don't know. I don't like those kinds of. Uh, that mechanism in movies. I don't know. Yeah. I don't like that thing of being tricked like that. Well, I don't like that thing, too, of, like, when somebody, like, wakes up from a nightmare. That was a classic. And then they're still awake. Yeah, with the, with the person, the body laying in the foreground, and then his That's face kind of looking. Yeah. It's it, 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 it's kind of all ripped off of Hitchcock, but, yeah, it's, it's like the... The Palma would always do it with the split diopter. Like I don't, that might have even been an optical because because usually when they do it, you can see a line down the screen where like the two lenses. That didn't have it. It's just she was a certain way, and then he was in focus too. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it's just like this is where there like now there's like literally no escape for Johnny Depp. And like when you watch the movie, because at this point Charles S. Dutton hasn't started to help him yet or anything. So at this point, like, you just still think he's just completely on his own. And you just think, like, damn, like, he's, like, really, really, really screwed. There's no escape. I wonder when Walking had time to comb his hair. <laughs> oh, he just, like, he just, like, wet his hands in a big sheet. <laughs> he put a, damn, he just need Johnny Depp in the balls. He just, uh, <laughs> greased it all back. I like this part where he's like, security force, take the next car, thank you. And, like, there's clearly a guy laying on the ground all fucked up. 
So, like, we've been having a, a, a little bit of a, a Johnny Depp movie marathon, um, mm-hmm. partially because I got a, a miniature Johnny Depp box set a couple months ago, and there were some movies in there that... Uh, but mostly because I was watching the trial 24 <laughs> Yeah. Which, you know, we're not... I know there's, like, a big thing now for everybody <laughs> to be just so crazy about Johnny Depp and whatever. We were fans of his before all that. Yeah, happened, yeah. So we're not, like... We're not ju- I mean, I was watching the trial because I was a fan, but just more I was watching it from a psychological perspective because I studied psychology, and to me, that was what was interesting about it. But, like, I mean, I was watching it because I've always been a fan of his, and I, I just... It, it was just such an interesting situation, and so, it like, watching him be like that and that it kind of made me like want to watch his his character stuff (laughs) because i just i didn't like seeing him in that situation like i felt bad for him you know like yeah being like having to say all that stuff that he had to say you know so it's like having his privacy completely blown out of the water yeah, yeah because i mean that was the only way for him to like he said for him to get his truth out so it was like I because I was watching so much of that and hearing so much of his story and like hearing like you know the people in his life talk about what his life was like during that time with her like it just made me want to watch his his like fantastical movies yeah I mean I, I wanted to see him in a happier light yeah <laughs> although like, that backfired because we started realizing how much his movies are like almost like copies of his life exactly you <laughs> think they, you think they possibly couldn't be but it turns out they were. <laughs> it was so weird yeah we watched a lot of movies or you know whatever Johnny <laughs> Depp was taking a lot of abuse but um but but yeah but I mean that's you know like so I, you just happened to have the box set. <laughs> I had the box set. Um, I had this, which which we just got. You know, since we moved to this house, like most we moved a couple months ago, and most of my collection is still boxed up. Um, literally any day now, I'm supposed to receive some shelves, and I can you know hopefully get my movies all you know out again. <laughs> but uh, we kind of have a limited you know library right now, and uh, you know this particular movie came in. Uh, separately uh, about a month or two ago and I've been dying to watch it and we just watched it and like I knew like as soon as I bought it that would like like oh I gotta cover this because it's one of my you know favorite you know not just Johnny Depp movies um, but just it just this was one of the last great kind of suspense thrillers that came out you know that I remember and I have to say like when you brought it up to me I was kind of like I know. I was trying okay. to get you to watch it because, like, we had the the ones. That, I guess we should say in the box set, it's got Sweeney Todd, Dark Shadows, which we watched those two, and it also has like it's a weird box set. It also has Astronaut's <laughs> Wife and Don Juan DeMarco. Um, but then we had this one. I was just dying to watch this movie since I got it, and we just hadn't gotten it. And I wanted you to watch it with me too because I was always curious about you know. And I was like, oh, like you know, I'm going to do this for an episode one day. But I was just like. It just dawned on me, and finally we watched it for my birthday. This is my birthday movie. And I was just like, why don't we just do it now? Like, we, like we watched it, like, you know, like, a couple of days ago. It's still fresh in our mind, and it just coincidentally... So don't think we're just riding the same wave that everybody else, like, on YouTube is, cashing in on Johnny Depp fandom. Like, 
This is this episode isn't a cheap ploy. I mean, I, I think I've already proved in the last hour how much of a huge fan <laughs> I am of this movie. I really like this part because I like how the guy started playing like he was deaf or he couldn't hear. Yeah. So like he because he convinces Walken that he can't hear, then they just casually start talking out loud. And it, yeah, thinking like nobody's listening to them. I guess we should say he's getting another shoe shine. He went back to the shoe shine guy. Yeah. And uh Johnny Depp tells Walken, like, oh, don't worry, this guy's deaf, he can't hear. And he does have the sign that says disabled, you know, American veteran, whatever. So Walken's talking to him, and they're just talking about the assassination, like, right in front of Charles S. Dutton. But I just noticed he said it does not. He said $2 if it pleases you, it does not. (laughs) I know. It's like, he doesn't even want to pay, because Walken was getting a shoe shine this time. He's like, he doesn't even want to pay the guy $2 to get the shoe shine. But what I was getting at before was, um... We're not just riding in, cashing in on the Johnny Depp current hoo-ha. And, you know, and we realized it was a very... Oh, you can see one of Johnny's little uh, knuckle tattoos in that shot. Interesting. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, we're not just trying to cash in. We're not one-sided. Like, for for the other side of the the courtroom battle, you know, for the Amber Heard fans, we will be doing some Amber Heard movies later to uh, appease all you fans. Who's we? You and your guy friends? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, she has a lot of classics in her vault of films, uh, so, you know. know. Maybe. After the conversation we had last night about uh, Ana de Armas, I might consider watching an Amber Heard movie. Yeah. <laughs> it depends what it is. But, uh, yeah, so th- this is a great scene, like, uh, you know, Walken, like, he's still l- lurking nearby, but Walken wants to get an espresso or whatever he wants to get a drink. So he kind of, like... Because Johnny Depp is with the shoe shine guy. He kind of takes his attention off him for like a little minute. Like he's watching, <laughs> but he, he thinks the guy is deaf. So Johnny Depp's like covering his mouth so you can't see that he's talking to him. Here's when he's telling him. Yeah. I got a plan. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but I got a plan. <laughs> yeah, so like even though he earlier in the movie he tried to get Charles Dutton to help him. Like Charles Dutton was just kind of like, I don't want to be involved <laughs> in this shit. But then when he sees... That it's for real, and he hears Walken saying that they're going to kill the governor. Like, he's like, oh, you know. And, like, I like that. Like, you know, I don't know how realistic or whatever, but this isn't really a realistic movie at all. <laughs> but I like that idea of movies. You don't really see it as much anymore. But I like the idea of just a regular, everyday person. Like, If become... I hear that stop the violence stuff, I'm going to shoot somebody. <laughs> yeah. I like the idea that just the unlikeliest person ends up being a hero, you know. And actually, you you know... the original superhero movie. Yeah. (laughs) I love this spinning shot here, like... like, uh, I'll make gravy out of your little girl. Yeah, like, it's one of those shots where, like, the room is spinning and Johnny Depp's feeling the pressure of the time and he realizes he's only got, like, 20 minutes to either kill the governor or, you know, they're going to kill his daughter and it's just a... You know, they're, like, they replay all the lines of dialogue from earlier with the walk and threat and kill his daughter. It's just a cool little stylistic thing. This guy's still going on. <laughs> yeah, the reporter guy's still at the bar getting drunk. I, lo- I, I love this old bartender guy, too. Like, Johnny Depp walks off for, with his drink without paying. And the guy's like, oh, you haven't paid, sir. And he, and he points to Chris Rock and he's like, oh, he'll pay for my drink. And I, I love, like, he the, the old bartender guy, he has, like, one line. He's like, hey, sir. He's, he's, like, he's like, you know, whatever he says, pay for that drink. He's like, don't make me call the cops. Like, it's such an honest and genuine line reading. Like, it's so weird. Like, I miss that, too, in movies when, like, people had one line, but they're just, like, 
you know, I don't know if that was just, like, an old guy that worked at the hotel or if he was a real, like, old-time actor or what, but, like, that guy was, like, perfect. Like, he just seems... He didn't overplay it. He didn't underplay it. It just was perfect. He just seemed like an old guy that worked well, at a bar. Because he doesn't know what's going on. No, like, yeah. He's just like, I got my job to do, dude. He's <laughs> like, come on. You, you know, he just seemed like a real guy. You, you know, be like an old funny. bartender. Like, take off your clothes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is... Uh, I forgot to look up this guy's name, but, but the, the younger guy who was... Clean up the lobby for uh, uh, Charles Dutton has this scheme where where uh, Johnny Depp's going to change clothes with him. Yeah, those scenes are super nerve wracking too. Yeah, it's it's basically this whole kind of plot to switch clothes with the like he's kind of dressed like a bellboy, but he's not. He's just like a little you know staff guy of the hotel. Then they have another janitor guy come out and starts mopping the floor and stuff because like. And I couldn't figure out, like, why did this guy come, like, rushing out with the mop? But then I'm like, well, if he wasn't in there, walking would just kick over in the stall. You know what I mean? And, like, see that it wasn't really Johnny Depp in there. Yeah. But so, Ooh, so scary. Since this guy is like, yeah, mopping the floor or whatever. And he can't really tell him, like, hey, get out of there or nothing, you know, because it would, it would raise suspicion with this janitor guy. Yeah. And that's the thing, too. As much as, like, walking and everybody is, like, up Johnny Depp's ass in this movie. <laughs> Those two playing that role so well like the janitor guy's just like hmm, 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 <laughs> yeah hmm. and then Watkins looking at him like ah oh, you motherfucker he's like uh <laughs> yeah cause he just wants to tear in there yeah, and things like, up in there. <laughs> I thought that was funny too like the shot for some reason I, I expected Johnny Depp to like come climbing out of like the laundry machine like he was hiding in there or something I thought this was interesting I've never known like how they uh do how they wash the stuff at hotels <laughs> oh the linens and stuff Isn't yeah no wonder, like, all the towels come out all hard and stuff. Yeah, especially with the kind of the old giant classic hotels like this. Like, yeah, they they do have, like, these giant rooms down in the basement. Although, some of the ones we've stayed at, there is actually a washing machine room. Yeah. That we've seen, like, them washing the stuff. But it's more just, like, literally a washing machine room. Like, that was, like, almost like a factory like down a there. like a steam room or something. Yeah. Like a steam, dry cleaning kind of steaming thing. Yeah. <laughs> and like 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 one thing because we kind of seen we kind of seen that Johnny Depp was at one point willing to shoot the governor. Mm-hmm. At this point when uh Charles Dutton concocts this whole scheme to sneak him up there as like one of the staff members and sneak him into the uh governor's hotel to talk to him. Like it's kind of interesting cuz I took it as like you, like Johnny Depp has a pillow with him too. Mm-hmm. Like, like you don't know if he's going to use it as a silencer to kill the governor, or what. And like, I was that's the way I took it. Like, it's weird though because right because like, it looks like he's going in to actually kill her, but at the same time, like, I don't think Charles Dutton would would help him if he thought he was going to kill her. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it's kind of it's kind of just like an interesting little I don't know ten minute segment of the movie where it's like. It seems like Charles Dutton is kind of like trying to help him get up there just to warn her type thing, like like see if the governor can help him and get his daughter back. And you but know. doesn't it just seem like the pillow fell down and he just accidentally? Well, yeah, the pillow fell off the maid's cart that was helping them, but but the fact that we saw what Walken did earlier with the pillow yeah. and uses sounds, but Charles Dutton doesn't know that because he wasn't there for all that. So that's what I'm saying. Like the way the movie plays it is. Is like you, you like Charles Dutton seems like the guy trying to help Johnny Depp do the right thing, but even here, look, Johnny Depp starts using the pillow as a silencer. He's he's like he's really contemplating killing her 
He just can't end up going through with it, you know? I always thought he was going to on this yeah. part. I never thought he wasn't. Yeah. Because the conversation that him and the and the shoeshine guy have is, like, basically, like, they're saying, like, do whatever you need to do to save your daughter. Yeah. <laughs> so I never, I always thought he was going in there trying to kill her. Yeah, it's just, it's just kind of nebulous and... I think, I think movies now would be, like, if they were to make this movie now, like, they would have to, like, insanely go over the top and let you know that Johnny Depp would never, ever shoot the governor, you know what I mean? Like, he's actually got her at gunpoint now, you know? Now she's finding out, now she's gonna start finding out the truth. Yeah. Like, he tries to warn her that, like, everybody's in on it, even her husband, Mm -hmm. but, like... You know, like she, the like she doesn't believe it because I mean, why would you? Just this guy comes into your room, you sneaks into your bedroom, tells you this shit. But that's what he's saying. Like, well, you know, if you don't believe me, go ask for your assistant. You know, because they killed her. And then the governor's like, you know, calls over to the next room and is like, yeah, where is she? And then like she talks to her husband and he's like, oh, I sent her on an errand, which is like very highly suspicious and weird. You know. Yeah, yeah, he's telling her everything in this scene. Yeah, so he, he he's finally you know warning the governor and everything, and him Watkins still well, sitting well, there waiting for him, for him in the bathroom. Yeah, well, I like Watkins like I don't know, I don't know. It's like well, you saw his feet and the thing like you got to think he's taking a crap. Like what do you think's going on? You know, she can't believe it. Yeah, I like the way I like the way this scene is filmed too with their faces and the lighting on their faces. Just mm-hmm. like. I don't know, like, I mean, I think people who listen to this show on a regular basis know, like, so much of whether I enjoy a movie, like, yeah, you know, obviously I appreciate good writing, appreciate good acting, but, like, to me, like, that's what I think a lot of modern movies are missing, is, like, they don't have the cinematography, they don't have the art and craft and the lighting and the photography. this this looks a lot like film noir lighting, where, like, you know, those classic scenes that's in a detective's office and, like, just the one, like... Um, like desk lamp kind of thing is on and all you can see is in the office is the lighting coming from that light and like the detective guy's wearing his hat or whatever and he's like barely see his face it's It's like like the light's coming from only one direction yeah Yeah, that's what it kind of seemed like yeah and then she actually pulls some shit here and and throws a lamp at him he has to she screams she has to run out and her, her her personal bodyguard, which that's another thing but too. Now she doesn't know if she can trust him. Yeah, her bodyguard Franco. But yeah, like I think all this is like really well played, mm-hmm. and uh, with the lady who plays the governor, I think, because now you see now she's in on the paranoia. But like, yeah, like like now that that all went sideways, like Johnny Depp's really screwed. Now he just has to go and switch clothes back with the guy. Before Walken knows anything is up, really. And, um... Here, he's when he says, I'm gonna do whatever I have to do. Yeah. I thought this... Ha- I thought he said that before. Nah, yeah, it was after. Because you can see the shock uh, on Charles Dutton's face there. He's like, well, what are you gonna do? And he tells him, I'm gonna do what I do to save my daughter. And, like, Charles Dutton's like, holy shit, did I just help this guy? And now he's, he's in gonna- the toilet. <laughs> yeah. It would make sense, though, if you were that nervous. You would just stay in the bathroom as long as you possibly could. Yeah. Probably have an upset stomach. 
So yeah, so now we're like, there's like literally with the with the speech and the time of the speech, like there's only like you know whatever it is, fifteen twenty minutes left where he could possibly do it. Because like for some reason she has to die like that day at like that whatever. Because like that's what this whole plot is leading up to the whole frame up. They got him on videotape. Uh, Johnny Depp walking through the lobby. They know he's there. You know. And this, this is, is great. Another part. Uh, that was so nerve-wracking. Yeah, because, like, J- Johnny Depp was in the stall changing the clothes back with the guy. So the guy's still in the stall. He's just in there hiding. He just stops him just so he can wash his hands. Yeah, dude, Depp's <laughs> trying to, like, like run out of the bathroom. And Chris Rock was like, stop! You gotta wash your hands. <laughs> and then, like, yeah. And just, like, meanwhile, that guy's trying to hide in the bathroom. But the, you know, the, the little bathroom door is swinging open slowly as they always do oh and bill smitrovich the other guy he's noticed the door swinging he's like what the fuck is somebody back there you know There's like another one of those shots yeah that one you can actually see the line like split down the middle like one where it gets blurry and then like but the other one you couldn't really see that part that much oh. yeah and the guy's just barely holding the door open with his fingertips so they don't see that he's in there realize that there's a whole you know plot which at that point, if the if if the guy would have noticed the guy in there, I think they just would have like killed him for sure. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Now it's funny that Johnny Depp was like so clean cut and everything in this movie, but he still like tried to have like a little bit of stubble of his like goatee and mustache. <laughs> I thought that was funny. It's a, and it's literally like a half day stubble, and then the rest of his face is shaved. Yeah, I saw him in an interview. One time where he was kind of making fun of himself, how he can't grow facial hair. <laughs> yeah, if you see him now when he has little beards and shit, it's like all patchy. He does grow. Remember that one, uh, whatever, I guess it was a meme that showed like different mustaches and one of them showed an Indian mustache and it was all scraggly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> If that dude's not Indian, I don't know what. <laughs> yeah, I know. Is he has, yeah, he has his little so so sauvage mustache that he has in those ads. Yeah, he can do it. Or they look like they uh darken it up to make it look thicker. Yeah, so so the governor is like Well, he had told her try and cancel your speech and see what they say. They're not gonna let you get out of it. Yeah, they won't let you get out because you gotta die on this stop today. Because this is how they have it all set up. And, like, she tells them, like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm feeling sick. I got a migraine, all this stuff. She comes up with all these things. And they're like, no. Like, it gets down to even her husband is like, no, you have to do this speech. You have. And it's just like, I thought this was, like, you know, sometimes the best acting is when, like, the actors say something without actually saying it. And the way this lady plays it when she realizes everything Johnny Depp was um, saying is is actually true. Yeah, it's a great acting moment here. Mm. So, like, basically... It seems like they had to do something uh, devious for her to become governor. Yeah, like, basically what it was, and, like, what that old donor guy was, is, um... Because, you know, the the rationale the husband uses is like, oh, but, you know, if you make the speech here, you know, because it's, it's a big, like, fundraising event. Like, oh, you know, we'll get all these donors from this speech, you know, this lunch. It's, it's kind of like a luncheon thing, too, where they're, like, hanging out and eating lunch in this big ballroom and shit. But, like, basically what it is is, like, she's running for re-election. The people that basically bankrolled her getting elected the first time 
she went back on like all her promises. Like she started going out for like, like like how they were showing before. They kind of hint that she's going after like, mm-hmm. you know, all the interests like of like the common people more, and like they want her to kind of like. It doesn't go go too deep into politics. You don't have to worry about it if you watch this movie. It, it, it doesn't really go into politics, but they just allude to that basically. She got elected. She took all this money for her campaign, and she promised she was going to do all this shit for these rich people, and she ended up not doing it, basically. That was basically her moment right there where she's realizing he was right, Johnny Depp was right. Yeah. And, like, basically, they like it looks like she's probably going to get reelected because she's popular and everything, but they don't want her to because, like, you know. She's gone soft. Yeah, she she betrayed them or whatever, and um, there she's asking for her assistant. Yeah, which I think it'd be more realistic that like it, now she's realizing that too. Yeah, her assistant's gone. I think I think they could have played it more with like unleashing a scandal to try and ruin her somehow, but then again, like she might still win the election, so like I guess they really do have to like assassinate her basically. But then there would be no movie. I know. There would be no <laughs> tensious movie in the hotel running up and down. This is almost... You know, I never thought about it, but this would make a great, bizarre double feature with, with Private Resort. <laughs> Private Resort, if I'm not mistaken, I think came out in 1985. This came out in 1995. And they're both movies that feature Johnny Depp running up and down the hallways <laughs> of a hotel nonstop. <laughs> <laughs> it's just in one, he's constantly running up and down the hallway naked because he's getting caught having sex with other people's wives. And in this one, he's running up and down the hallway in the the bellboy's outfit because he's trying to assassinate the governor. We haven't said anything about the little girl, how she's so, like, uh, she's funky like and charismatic. Yeah, she's total, like a, a, like, a great, perfect, natural movie kid, you know what I mean? But, yeah. It's funny, the lines that she says. Why do you keep looking at me? <laughs> yeah. Because that's what I'm supposed to do. I'm a baby. I'm your babysitter. I'm not a baby. I'm not a baby. Yeah. I like the part too earlier when he's like, kisses to you. She's like, no. Kisses to you. <laughs> yeah. She's so sassy. And it's weird too because like some of the clips we've seen or whatever, like that one clip where uh, from like whatever it was. He's such a cool guy in this scene. The way he was walking in there. <laughs> yeah. Giant Dump's got his BMF. But uh. Yeah, like, the way Johnny Depp is with, like, kids in real life, you ever see clips of him talking to little kids, like, that's how he is with this girl in this movie, like, you can tell, I don't think, I'm pretty sure, uh, I don't know, yeah, I don't think he was quite a parent yet at this point, but you could tell he still had a good kind of rapport with kids, <laughs> which is funny, because he ended up being, like, the pirate guy, Captain Jack, and, like, every okay. kid in the world loved him, yeah, see, you see the tourist guys in there recording He's like, like they're getting ready to do a speech, and he's just zooming in on Johnny Depp. <laughs> oh, this guy. Yeah. Which guy? And then the old rich donor guy's watching the speech up in the hotel room on TV. But like, yeah, you always wondered too. Like, I mean, I guess now you just would do it more security cameras. But uh, I don't think there's the whole security camera being everywhere thing wasn't quite a thing yet at this point in time. So like, yeah, they just like a few snippets of like. You know, put that on the news, like, oh, here's the assassin walking in the hotel moments before this happened. Like, yeah. that's how they would have played it on the news, you know? I actually also like, too, how, like, you never see, like, 
any kind of movies like this now where there's like some uh, elected official of some sort in danger mm. you never see them in California that's another right. thing that I liked about it, it was like yeah. I liked seeing hearing about Sacramento and seeing the you know California logo in the background and stuff usually now it's always some New York or White House or it's always some yeah. East Coast politician of some sort you never hear about California politicians <laughs> yeah now it's so it's always like the the whatever beach house in martha's vineyard and the assassins <laughs> pull up in the suv and they get out with the machine guns and shit i really just all white house stuff now honestly yeah it is really a focus on white house nobody stuff. does local government movies anymore yeah <laughs> i like the look on the lady's face as she walks in to do her speech and realizes yeah so basically at this point it's like they don't really even have. He's waiting to see her get shot in the head. And then... Yeah, the, it's like he might as well just be the old man. He might as well just be fucking masturbating at this point. He's so oh, just obsessed with watching this lady die. Mm. And this is chaotic, chaotic too, where they drop all the balloons from the ceiling. Mm. But like at this point, like Walken is like lost. Um, he's lost confidence because Johnny Depp's blown it so many times, and this is like down to like the absolute last time where they can shoot her. So Walken's actually up in like just like a little booth uh, up in the room where where he's got a gun okay. just in case Johnny Depp doesn't get it done. So much tension right here. Yeah, and all oh. the security guys are drawing their guns. Like you don't know what's going to happen. And then even her guard, how he's trying to like look at her and like, oh my god. I mean, don't get me wrong. For sure, even by 1995 when this movie came out. The whole kind of suspense movie that kind of died out because people didn't have the patience for it. Mm. But I like even now, like I don't think you could convince people to sit still. And like I think that's why this movie is fairly short too. Like I said, it's a little under ninety minutes. But I don't know. I don't know if you could hold people's attention and mm. and like you know willpower. Yeah. Oh, man, what's gonna happen? So here you see Johnny Depp's got the gun out oh. and he actually shoots like Christopher Walken instead. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man. Johnny though shoots out the chandelier. Oh. So yeah, Walken's trying to assassinate her now. Oh. He ends up shooting her guard. So it it turns out her guard actually was not in it, Franco, because yeah. he actually shields her and takes a bullet for her. Yeah. Look at look at the old man. He's so disappointed. He's like, ah, this is bullshit. Like Johnny Duff's just shooting his gun up in the air just to like make everybody panic, but like he really needs to like start shooting these guards because they're getting ready to kill him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The one corrupt guard guy was chasing and just fell down, all the people going crazy. But this is like I kind of forgot how awesome this whole sequence was here at the end. Like I like my uh adrenaline was pretty pumped in the other night when we were watching it. I was like, oh shit. And then the whole hallway parts. Yeah, the desserts getting blown off the carts. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy too, cause like the like you think it's just gonna be like a moment to stop and the little bellboy guy, he pops up and Hits him with the dessert cart, the uh, security guy, but but it, he actually knocks him to electric electrical panel and pretty much it looks like he dies. They he gets did electrocuted. It, this dummy. They did it. They actually killed you. Yeah. Oh. Her, her her. Why was she married to such an evil ass husband? Oh, I heard you, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, he was like whispering. They did it. They killed you. Oh, it all worked. Sorry, my love. Blah blah blah. And then she just like. She was just unconscious for he a didn't second. He didn't say that. He said a bleeding heart something or other governor. Like, he wasn't even giving her a lovey-dovey. Yeah, he was just insulting her. 
<laughs> and then she woke up and heard all that shit. He had to have been wearing a... Yeah. Yeah, because he got shot a couple times and he had a, the guard guy to shield her. He had a bulletproof vest on, but... He's it, so annoyed that she's not dead. <laughs> I know. The bullet went in his shoulder. What an asshole. At that point, the guy should have just grabbed oh. like one of the guard's guns and killed himself. Yeah, so like, even the lady outside with Johnny Depp's daughter, I guess we should clarify, if she doesn't hear anything by that certain time in the afternoon, like... Like, yeah, walking is supposed to call her and say, okay, kill the girl. But even if, uh, and they kind of said the whole thing that the walkie-talkies didn't work in that ballroom because there was so much concrete in the walls. But it's like, yeah, like, even if walking doesn't say anything, you know, he's, she's still going to kill Johnny Depp's daughter. Look at him all of a sudden become Batman. He's like Spider-Man, yeah. (laughs) Johnny Depp is Spider-Man. That was that was a good stunt double too. The the stunt double guy who rolls down the steps for Johnny Depp. He's got Edward Cullen here too. <laughs> I like this oh. part. Yeah, where he fist fights, walking, going down the. Oh. And like you don't really see this in movies anymore. This oh part was awesome. God. Yeah, where he pins Johnny oh, Depp man, to the his wall. Hair is going crazy. And then he just drops oh, him damn. down into the thing, into the the water fountain. To the lily pads. The lily pads. <laughs> The Lily Rose pants. <laughs> um, yeah, so like the lady's actually gonna go through and kill the little girl, and she's basically telling oh, her to man. close her eyes so she gives her a surprise. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. She got the gun to the little girl's face. It's so crazy. Uh, and then all of a sudden, here comes Charles Dutton oh. to save the day. He pretends to be a guy cleaning her wheelchair for five bucks. That's what they do to you in Tijuana when you go on the street when you drive in. Yeah. There's a bunch of people like there and they're like they're just cleaning your window. Yeah, they do it without you asking and they're like, oh, you gotta pay me now. I did it. Yeah. It's been a scam forever. (laughs) And like, yeah, this is like a little goofy but at the same time you have to pay me now. (laughs) Yeah. It, it, it's kind of funny how like the whole bit he does with argument. They're like, "You're not gonna pay me. I cleaned your window. I'm you want to give me like daughter?" <laughs> so yeah, he tries to take her walkie talkie. This is worth a dollar. <laughs> yeah. Oh. And then this whole fight that oh, the lady no. and Charles Dutton has is crazy. Like it's so like crazy and over the top. Like she's oh, gonna shoot him, and she, well, she does shoot him, but she ends up shooting him in his artificial oh, leg. Man. Like I said, like, it gets a little silly here, but, I mean, the movie is climaxing. you got to have some sort of, you know, action stuff at the end. Yeah. It's funny, too, because, like, this part, you could totally tell was a shot on uh, the back lip. Uh, yeah. Uh, Chris Walken shows dang. up to shoot the daughter. He Like, he's shooting at her in the, in the back of the van. Oh, She's man. jumping and diving for uh, mm. dear life. Finally. Finally, Johnny Depp emerges triumphant. He's all <laughs> beat his, up. With his sunburned face. He got sunburned <laughs> when he got thrown in the water. Oh, so he does finally, uh, you know. Uh, yeah, Walken's got an awesome line at the end. After Johnny Depp shoots him, he says, I knew I could make a killer out of you. Do it. Kill that fucker. I, yeah, like, I just, I don't know, like. And then Charles Dutton's uh, fighting <laughs> the lady. He ends up knocking her out with his wooden leg. But, like. <laughs> The little girl runs to Johnny Depp. Like, I just... I, I don't know, man. Like, I've been complaining about it for a while, but, like, all these sour-ass movies now that are all no heroes, oh. no villains getting their oh. comeuppance. 
Watch when he knocks her out. <laughs> he like cold cocks her with like the plastic phone. I think I think they just did like a thing, and he was like um, had his his leg like down in the ground, like they were on like an artificial platform. You know what I mean? That's what it looked like to me because it didn't look like green screen, like they removed his leg or anything. Yeah. Um, because even the ground when it showed it when they were like rolling around the ground, like it was like kind of like fake asphalt. But um, mm-hmm. but yeah, like just a perfect wrap up to all that tension and all that whatever. So, so, yeah, I mean, a lot of times when you revisit movies and all that, like, years and years later, like, you know, they might be different than what you remember. They might be not as good as you remember. I, like, I always loved this movie for the style of it. Yeah, here we see the old donor guy who's behind the whole murder plot from the get-go. He just gets into a car and drives away. Like, and the implication is that, you know, he gets away scot-free. Like pulling pulling the the strings, I guess you the could say. Syndicate. Yeah, the syndicate, the head of the syndicate. Which which he forgot his cigarette. Yeah, like it was a very happy ending with Johnny Depp getting his daughter back, but then with the guy driving away, it's kind of like, oh, the re- the true bad guy did get away, you know. Yeah. But I don't know, like this movie, you know, and I always liked it because the style of it and the the fact that it was a really old-fashioned movie. It was it was a movie of the 90s paying homage to movies of, like, the 40s and 50s and stuff, obviously. But, I mean, to me, to me, it, it just held up. It just still was a ton of fun. I mean, Johnny Depp's one of my favorite actors. Christopher Walken's one of my favorite actors. Like, I, like, I, you know, the whole tension of it, like, it's just so much fun to get wrapped up into. Like, I, I still would highly recommend this movie to anybody and especially now that there's all this you know tom Bradley is himself yep. now that there's this you know this huge fandom of johnny depp like there's nothing wrong with you know watching all your favorite ones watching pirates of the caribbean and all that <laughs> but like really go into his back back catalog of films because i think he has a lot of interesting ones you know like this and what's eating gilbert grape and just you know other ones out there so like i would i would really recommend this for for some um, buddy who's uh, wanting to watch Johnny Depp movies lately, uh, how did this fit into the repertoire, repertoire I should say, of uh, Johnny Depp uh, filmography that you've seen or haven't seen yet? Like, did it surprise you that he made a movie like this? No, not surprising, because I like I know he made movie like normal movies before he became the pale face guy, but like. I just, I just saw his sister's name on there, Christy Dembrowski. Oh yeah, I saw it there um, too. Yeah. Um, I just, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't have any interest in seeing him play normal characters. Like, I yeah. don't. It just doesn't. Like, I like seeing the. Other, I think because too, and just learning about him, like, he likes those like weird characters so like i feel like those characters are the ones where he feels like he's spending the best time for himself you know like making those movies so yeah i don't know like it's kind of hard for me to watch him be a regular person because i feel like he doesn't feel comfortable doing that (laughs) yeah i don't know like i mean obviously at this point he wasn't who he became so yeah it's not like Pete Wilson, that's another governor that I 
remember to. But, um, I don't know. Like, I don't, the, I am interested in seeing, what is it, Benny, Benny and June? Yeah, Benny and June. I am interested in seeing that one. Um, but I don't know. I can't really think of any, I like, I want to, honestly, I could watch The Lone Ranger again. I could always watch that a million times. Yeah. But, um. We love, by the way, we loved, we both loved, we went to see it twice in the theater. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we loved The Lone Ranger. Yeah. So, like, I mean, I was all down for him playing that character, and then it, like, the whole controversy about him being Indian, it's like, that's something that I understand because of, like, my own personal, you know, feelings and situations of being Indian and all that, so, and not looking like it or, you know, whatever. So, it's kind of like, I don't know, like, I kind of... I mean, that's one of the reasons why I like the Lone Ranger and the fact that he was adopted into the tribe and all that stuff was cool. But, like, I don't know. Like, I I, I don't know how many of the Pirates movies we've watched. I can't, I don't think I've watched more than one full one mm-hmm. that I can remember. I've never watched any of them with you. I've seen, I've only seen the first three. I actually own them all, but I've only seen the first three. Then I've probably only really seen one of them all the way through. Or something but it's like now I want to watch them because yeah after like that stupid article that was written about him being radioactive I was like studying the thing that chart that they put up of his uh the billion dollar man or whatever they were <laughs> the way it went yeah. they titled that chart yeah and just like looking through all of the movies he's made and like how we were pretty much studying like what made him become so famous, you know? And like, yeah, it, it is interesting. Like, those yeah. movies that... Those high-dollar movies, like, I want to watch those because I'm curious, like, to me, what's interesting about it is, like, he's this guy. Like, he was this guy. Like, he was, yeah. like, a nobody kind of guy and, like, not really a big movie star. I mean, he was a hunky guy from 21 Jump Street, but, I mean, he was still young and, like... You know, he was, it's not like he was doing a lot of, like, really famous movies at a young age, you know? Yeah. So it wasn't until, like, those later ones where he really started playing those, like, larger-than-life characters where he started becoming, really, it was Pirates. Yeah. But, like, I just, I like to watch those because I, I like to see him acting in the way that, like, what was it that everybody saw in this that made them go so crazy about it, yeah. you know? So, to me, that's what's interesting about him. And then the fact that he just kept doing them, like... Well, yeah, like, And then he, like, totally became Jack Sparrow. <laughs> I think, you know, I mean, obviously Jack Sparrow is, like, a certain character, but, like, all his other Tim Burton characters, all the, the heavy makeup characters, I think Johnny Depp is interesting because he really, like... He almost became, like, the modern version of, like, Lon Chaney. Like, yeah. how Lon Chaney played all the, the classic horror things, and yeah. he always did the makeup himself. And he always, you know, he's I mean, very much into old Hollywood. Yeah, like, he's, you know, and obviously he did Ed Wood and everything. But, like, yeah, Johnny Depp is just totally, like, when he gets to play those roles, and it seems like that's what he prefers, like... He's very much channeling, like, classic, like, theater, like, you know. Classic film. Yeah, classic film characters where you're just literally from head to toe transforming into a character, you know. Mm-hmm. 
And like, um, especially after watching this one, I do want to rewatch Donnie Brasco because I got the Blu-ray yeah. for the first time with that a couple months ago as well. And uh, it's like the extended cut, which I've never seen. I've only saw I only saw whatever version was in the theaters, you know. Yeah. So like I, but I mean that was like only like maybe three or four years, maybe less after this, or you know, or maybe a couple years after this. But like Donnie Brasco, I think is kind of like I guess you could maybe argue like The Astronaut's Wife, which is like two thousand, which is kind of like a suspense th- uh, sci-fi mystery thing. But, I mean, like, yeah, like, other than that, like, I can't remember. I guess maybe you could argue, like, obviously something like Finding Neverland or Chocolate. But, like, Chocolat, I should say. Chocolat. Chocolat. Like, yeah, he just never plays, like, a normal guy, like, ever again. Yeah. After after about, like, 2002 or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, I, I mean, I don't know. I like that. Like, I like, like, I don't know. I don't want to see him be normal, like... He doesn't seem like he likes that. It seems boring to him, like, to play a normal character. Well, yeah, well, well even when uh, Kevin Smith got him to do those little low-budget movies where he just did the little cameos, Tusk yeah. and um, Yoga Hosers, which I liked. A lot of people didn't like it. I liked those. But uh, he, he... Fucking Tusk is the most weirdest, traumatizing movie. Yeah. Like, the visual of that dang suit that yeah. uh, it's so freaking weird like it like gives me the heebie-jeebies when i think of that movie but like johnny depp like you know he plays like the the french canadian investigator yeah. guy uh guy lapointe or whatever and his he name plays is him so like silly like his eyes are crossed and well yeah he well, wanted to put a penis on his nose yeah he brought it's funny yeah, like, he brought his own makeup guy to do the fake nose. Yeah. Like, he does, like, it's really just the nose. He showed up wearing the nose. <clears throat> yeah, like, yeah. like he, like it wasn't like, oh, the movie is like, no, yeah. we'll pay this guy to come make you up. It's yeah. like, no, it's just like, he brought his own artist, he brought everything. The guy, he just showed up. Kevin yeah. Smith, he just said he just showed up to the set wearing the nose. So, yeah, I mean, that's clearly, <laughs> you know. And that's what I'm saying. Like, he's more into, like, really creating characters. And yeah. so, like, to see him in a role like this where he's, like, a literally just an everyday guy, it just, it's he, not that I don't like it. I just don't prefer to watch him like that. Because yeah. I don't think he really cares for it. I mean, obviously he did because he made the movie. But yeah. at that time, he hadn't become who he is now. But well, it, it was yeah. I mean, it just more than more than anything, it was a different time in movies yeah. and what type of movies were being made, and it was yeah. kind of like, you know, you kind of had to go with the flow. But you know, he 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 made a lot of interesting, quirky movies at the same time too. But uh, yeah, it, it's it's it is kind of interesting when you say that though, like when you talk about his more fantastical characters and how they really captured the imagination of like the film going yeah. audience because. A lot of the movies where he played normal everyday characters, like those are the ones that kind of didn't do as well. Mm-hmm. Like Donnie Brasco did really good. It was known as like a really good, high quality. But even then, I'd have to but, say that it's not. That's not really a normal guy role because it's like you kind of got. He kind of had to play like a the mobster guy. Yeah, yeah. like. It's still like he's a undercover character yeah. kind of person. Like it's not I, just a normal guy. Yeah, in in recent years, I loved Black Mass, and that was another yeah. one. Like I didn't go through and like sit down and watch them all, but yeah, it was just like about a year ago. I was like, man, I'm missing a lot of Johnny Depp movies that I actually like. And it was uh, that was around the time I bought uh, uh, 
Donnie Brasco and I bought a copy of Black Mass. I mean, Black Mass, he's completely physically yeah. transformed as well, but I, I love that movie, that performance That's of so his That's so crazy, because it's like, I remember, like, I think a lot of the times while watching that, I was, like, not even paying attention to the movie because I was just trying to see him. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, damn, that's And the makeup like, was so, so like, crazy. yeah. He was so hidden in like, there. Like, become so, like, wow. Like, it's so yeah. amazing. <laughs> and, I mean, just one of my favorite movies in general, but also another favorite Johnny Depp movies. I love Fear of the Lonely of Las Vegas. And it's like, when I watch that, like, I just, it's weird. Like, I just see Hunter S. Thompson. Like, I don't see anything about, like, I don't see movie star Johnny Depp anymore at all as that character. Like, it's just weird. just completely different to me. Yeah, I've never, I've never seen that one. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, that's it. I, I guess technically this isn't the first time we covered a Johnny Depp movie, technically, because we did do... Me and Corey, like, I don't even know, five, six years ago, we did do Private Resort. We did do Nightmare on Elm Street. But this is for sure the first time we've ever, you know, since 2015, I'm pretty sure, unless there's just something I'm forgetting, I'm pretty sure it's the first time we ever covered, like, a Johnny Depp starring movie. So I was happy to uh, pick it to be this one and one of my favorite movies. And if you if you haven't seen this yet and, you know, you're into suspense i mean just really just into like filmmaking in general i think there's a lot visually going on with this movie and the editing just everything so uh, yeah i would say not like really strongly but like i would definitely say this is kind of a preferred taste kind of movie yeah because it is very um stylized yeah so you're gonna if you go into it Knowing that you're not going in watching a regular drama movie, like you're going in watching something really full of suspense and like that's meant to be like kind of a suspenseful melodrama of sorts. Like, yeah. And I mean, I'm assuming anybody who's listening to this is open minded and isn't like a normal movie viewer, you know, like, oh, believe me, any, anybody like seeing a lot of different things and genres and stuff like, yeah, it definitely won't bother you. Yeah. But, like, if you're just a casual movie watcher and you think you're going to go and see a, a regular kind of normal Johnny Depp kind of character, guy character movie, yeah. like, it's not, that's not what this is. <laughs> yeah. It's a very stylized movie. It is normal. I mean, it's, you know. Yeah. But. I mean, it's. It's, it's a stylized version of a suspense movie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's very much like, uh, you know, and, like, like, that's the thing is, is, like, movie studios get ragged on a lot for you know certain kind of movies that they make and other type of movies they won't touch and like this is kind of like more of a classic movie studio movie oh another thing i totally forgot to bring up we went by it so fast at the beginning about the whole la thing the train station yeah the train station was iconic that's classic hollywood yeah that's like and like even just like how like I've, i've seen that train station so much and like we would go to Olvera Street, like, that's, like, right there nearby, and it's, like, just that visual of the train station outside is so L.A., like, yeah. and it's so, like, classic Hollywood L.A. Oh, it's, cla- yeah, that's that's what I'm saying about this movie, is, like, <laughs> like, I mean, I'm sure it was, but, like, it's very much a 1940s movie yeah. location, you know what I mean? Like, honestly. Because that, the station has never changed. Yeah. It's, it's like that. I mean, I haven't been there in probably decades now but yeah 
from when I was younger, like, it always, how it looks there, that's how it always looked. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And it, it's kind of funny, too, because, like, we're we're stuck on the Blu-ray menu now, but this is, like, pretty much the poster of the movie, kind of. Mm. And it's funny, like, if you look at that, like, it's kind of, like, it looks more like the, the train station setting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you would think it would be, like, the thriller set in the train station, but it's not. It's, it's like, set in the hotel across the street from it. But yeah, so I mean, I just love this movie because of the whole classic feel of it, and uh, you know, I I think a lot of people listening to this uh, episode will probably be listening to it because they probably saw this movie too when they were younger on TV or something. They enjoyed it too. But they've been playing it on TV uh, cable a lot lately. Have they? Yeah. Like I know I seen it like a couple months ago. I was flipping through. I watched a couple minutes of it. I was like, damn, I want to watch my Blu-ray. But uh, yeah, so uh, if in case you haven't seen it yet, I highly recommend it. So. It's just, like I said, it's just type of movie you don't see much anymore. If anybody has cable anymore. I don't think anybody does. I don't know what channel. I think it's Stars. Isn't that what we have? It could be. I, I want to say it's probably either playing on Stars or Epics. Oh, yeah, one of those. They usually tend to show I think Epics, because Epics plays a lot of Paramount movies, and this is a Paramount movie. So mm-hmm. I think it will be. So, yeah, if you if you have Epics or if you have the Epics Act, look it up. It might be on there. But if if not, buy the Blu-ray. The Blu-ray is like a $15 Blu-ray that's usually marked down to like 12 So <laughs> there's no excuse. Complete, what do they say? Complete the whole Depp collection. <laughs> so, yeah, so I guess, I guess uh, John C. Depp, happy birthday. Happy birthday. <laughs> Jack Sparrow. But, yeah, so anybody... Everybody listening, hanging in there. Thanks a lot. <laughs> I've heard that dang quote about um, that people kept saying, uh, like, oh, he's going to say this after the trial ends about the whole, uh, today will be the day that you said. I've freaking read that quote so many times and I cannot remember what it is, but today's the day when you almost caught Jack Sparrow or something Oh, yeah. Like that. Today is the day where you almost caught Captain Jack Sparrow. When you will say you almost caught Jack... I don't know, something like that. No, yeah, that, that's... I read it. it so much and I can't even remember it, but that was what I wanted to close with, but I don't know the quote, so... I and ruined it. It, it doesn't matter. <laughs> so anyway, till next time, we'll catch you right here again in the movie graveyard. Go check out the Movie Graveyard Podcast, available today on your favorite podcast platforms. The weird, wild, and wonderful movies of yesteryear are resurrected and live again in the Movie Graveyard. On each episode, a few of the caretakers of the Movie Graveyard will be sitting down to watch a beloved film and having a conversation while the movie rolls. Think of it less as a commentary and more of a chat that is spurred on by the events of the movie. Grab a cold one and get ready to go on a wild cinematic ride through time. Again, it's titled The Movie Graveyard. Stream it today on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and at themoviegraveyard.podbean.com. Many episodes up for you to listen to. Make sure you subscribe to be notified of future releases of The Movie Graveyard. Go listen, download, and subscribe today.